what up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. Excited to be with you guys here once again. Uh, you know, it is always a treat when we're able to, you know, talk to coaches, pull them on. We've been working our butts off here. I get the ball rolling, trying to to get you know new teams on. Uh, you know, you guys have your requests have been granted. I guess. Uh, you know, you said uh, Appalachian State. We pulled Coach Jay Hill from Weaver State, and uh, one of the ones, and it's only been one, but we had someone out in Illinois request that Illinois State be brought on uh, to our podcast. Now, I. Am a huge fan of Illinois State. Again, I love the FCS, so I'm always willing to talk football with them. But Illinois State is something that you know they're really a special football team. Uh, the last couple years, they've really uh, you know stepped it up, and I, I I loved watching them play last year. Uh, for those of you who don't know about Illinois State, they're in Normal, Illinois. Uh, they play in the Missouri Valley Conference and for again, those of you who are just casual fans of the sport, the Missouri Valley Conference is basically like the SEC of the FCS. They play an incredibly difficult schedule every single year. Everyone in the, in, in the MVC, you know, Missouri Valley Conference, they play a really tough schedule. And on top of it, you know, Illinois State and uh, a lot of the other teams in the Missouri Valley Conference, they also are, uh, they also go out and they play, you know, FBS schools and, and they go out and they, they test themselves against good FCS schools as well. Uh, last year, for example, Illinois State played a really good uh, NIU team. They lost 10 to 24, but played them very, very tough uh, from what I remember. I remember watching a little bit of that game. And then uh, they ended up uh, playing home against NAU where they kind of just put, you know, they, they walloped them 40 to 27, which was uh, a really good game as well. I was able to tune in uh, to that one on ESPN+. Uh, and then we're going to talk about, uh, I mean, like, we're going to, I want to say this schedule and you know, people of FCS, you're going to be like, whoa, like this, this is legit. But no, it, it, it was a really tough schedule. They played home against North Dakota State. They did lose that game. Uh, and then after they played at Southern Illinois, now you're going to say, well, Southern Illinois didn't even make the playoffs last year, but they were one of the, the teams that I thought that were going to make it. They were kind of, uh, they were kind of an up and down team, but an extremely competitive team. They were able to beat the Salukis 21 to seven on their own turf after they played Western Illinois and then Indiana State, the Sycamores. Uh, for those of you who don't know about Indiana State, a couple years ago, I believe they, they didn't win a game. And then last year they came back, uh, and they were, well, they had a good year. They were kind of uh, outed at, you know, they didn't get into the playoffs after a pretty decent year in 2018. So 2019, a lot of people had high hopes for the Sycamores, uh, but Illinois State was able to put them uh, down and win 24-7. to After they played NIU, and if you guys remember, NIU ended up going to the quarterfinals, played James Madison. Uh, they did lose, but it was a wet kind of rainy, uh, really interesting game there uh, in at James Madison. But, you know, or sorry, I think I said NIU, but I mean UNI, uh, Northern Iowa. Sorry about that. But they played them uh, at the time. They were ranked ninth. Uh, they did, Illinois State lost to them uh, the, that time. Uh, but, uh, you know, a really tough game as well. Afterwards, and this is where I was like, you know, Illinois State, like, 
well, they, you know, they've lost to North Dakota State. Uh, they lost to UNI. Well, I'm not going to give up hope. They went to South Dakota State and won. Uh, South Dakota State at the time was ranked fourth in the nation. They were able to beat Missouri State, and they did lose the last game of the season to Youngstown State. But I had them in the playoffs. I thought they were an extremely good team. I mean, they only had, you know, uh, FCS loss. They had North Dakota State, UNI, and then a Youngstown State team, which you're thinking to yourself, well, that's a pretty good resume. So they got into the playoffs. They played Southeast Missouri uh, State. Uh, they were 12th in the nation at the time, Southeast Missouri, and they ended up winning. They went on the road. And for those of you, again, who don't know about about FCS, it is extremely difficult to get a playoff win. These are the top 24 teams in the nation. Uh, and so it's basically, if you think about it, like uh, uh, the 12th place team, that would be like uh, a Michigan. You know, you're going on the road against a Michigan. Uh, uh, if you want to put it, you know, around there, you know, you might say Michigan State some years. Uh, you might want to throw uh, way back when, you know, Florida State was always hanging around in the top 10, Texas. I mean, you got to put that into perspective of the FCS. So they go on the road and beat Southeast Missouri. And I, and I had them win in that game. I was like, wow. Uh, they had a really good running back by the name of James Robinson, who was drafted this last year. But they were able to get the, the job done. And here, and then I'll explain once when I introduce the coach, I'll explain why I wanted to talk to him. Uh, afterwards, they go on the road again against UCA. Now, Central Arkansas, they had a really good team uh, this last year. They, I think they were kind of another one of those upstart teams. I, I didn't have them as. Uh, you know, projected as high as what other people did, but they actually came on super strong uh, in 2019, playing really tough. I mean, they had some quality wins. I'm like, all right, well, let's see what happens. I actually, again, took Illinois State because I feel like Illinois State kind of caught fire. The Youngstown State game was kind of just an anomaly. They caught fire at the end. And after that win to Southeast Missouri, I'm like, well, you know what? They've they've got it. They're rolling now. Uh, you know, I'm looking at it. This was uh. Uh, a UCA team. I mean, they beat Western Kentucky. And that is, you know, an FBS team. Uh, they were able to to beat, you know, like a Sam Houston, uh, Stephen F. Austin, and they got the first round by. So Illinois State was up against it, and UCA has a crazy, crazy field. It's kind of like Boise State's field. If you've never seen the stripes, it's a purple and gray field, and it's a difficult place to play just due to that. It's a weird environment. Uh, Scotty Pippen actually went to to Central Arkansas. Just kind of a fun fact, but then Illinois State goes on the road and wins again. And then this is where, I mean, I did predict Illinois State to win because I said, you know what? Uh, I think they're going to go on the road. They're feeling good. And then after, they get matched up against North Dakota State. And for those of you who followed us last year, North Dakota State, I, I was I was skeptical, I guess, of, of, you know, Trey Lance. I didn't know how good he was. I felt like they kind of rolled through the conference, but they, I never felt like they were, you know, they're going to dominate in the playoffs. Now, they ended up winning the, the national championship, and maybe it was they weren't as good as, you know, North Dakota State teams I've seen in the past, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to take Illinois State. It is extremely difficult to beat a team twice in the same year it really is and that game if you guys uh watched it it was on espn and it was a slugfest it was it ended up being three to nine uh both defenses absolutely showed out i remember illinois state they had this backer i need to go back and look up his name but he had this backer he was flying all 
over the place. He was stopping anytime North Dakota State, you kind of felt like it would swing a little bit their way and they're going to get going. Illinois State's defense would step up uh, and knock it down. So I was really excited when, uh, you know, Coach uh, Niekamp from Illinois State said that he'd come on. I have a myriad of questions that I want to talk to him about. Uh, you know, he's back at his alma mater. He used to play here at Illinois State. So I uh, want to bring him on, talk a little bit about Illinois State. I really think, and looking at their schedule this next year, I really think that they could make another run at it, uh, but go deeper. If, if I mean, I think they play some of the, the teams, some tough teams, at prime locations in the season uh, where they're able to kind of touch up uh, a couple of things, and I think they're going to get rolling. Uh, I think, you know, the last half of their schedule I think is really favorable, honestly, Uh I really could see these guys getting around another 10 to 11 win season just because they're. I really think they're going to get rolling. I think they're going to challenge North Dakota State uh, for the for the Missouri Valley Conference, and they bring back a ton of defensive help, and that's the reason why I'm bringing on Coach Niekamp. Uh, Travis Niekamp, he is the defensive coordinator and inside linebacker coach at Illinois State. A phenomenal guy, uh, has a very impressive resume. Uh, you know, he coached at uh, Montana. Uh, he was a grad assistant here at... Uh, Illinois State as well. So he has a really good resume. He's now the defensive coordinator, and that is why I want to talk to him because, I mean, you look back at some of these these games that, that they won. I mean, the defense, the, the, the Redbird defense kept them in the games. I mean, 3-9 to nine against, against a North Dakota State team who was this high-powered offense. Uh, you know, they hold... In the, I mean, in the playoffs, they hold Central Arkansas to just 14 points. They hold Southeast Missouri to six. Uh, and then they have, I mean, you know, a South Dakota State team, only 18 points. Indiana State, seven points. Western Illinois, 14 points. Southern Illinois, seven points. Uh, they even held a, an FBS team to 24 points. And Moorhead State, 14 points, EIU, three points. So this is a very good defensive team, and they bring back a ton of starters. I I mean, I would love to go through and do a preseason, you know, All-American list, uh, but I think I want to leave that to, you know, Phil Still, uh, to the guys at Hero Sports, to Athlon Sports, but they're going to have, when they release, if they haven't already released it, they're going to have a lot of, you know, all Americans on this defensive team, and that is why I think uh, that Illinois State is going to get rolling. All right, so we're going to be taking a break right now. We're going to step aside. We're going to have an ad break. After that, we're going to call on Coach Niekamp, uh, talk to him a little bit about you know what what to expect from Illinois State. Excited to talk to him. Uh, thank you guys for all of your love and support. And then we uh, will do the interview, and then we'll discuss. We'll go through exactly the schedule that they play this upcoming season, and then we will uh, send you guys off right. So here it is, Illinois State. Redbird football. On today's show, we are with Coach Travis Niekamp from Illinois State. Uh, Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. You, doing you, fantastic. You staying safe uh, during the pandemic, Coach? Yeah, yeah. So far, knock on wood, but uh, things things have been uh, we've been pretty healthy with my family, and we've been. Pretty smart about stuff, like like people have been recommending, and and uh, been handling it fine. So things are getting positive. It looks like things are getting more and more positive as we kind of go, and that's that's exciting. So 
looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure. So how, I mean, we'll, we'll start with the pandemic real quick, but how has mm-hmm. recruiting uh changed for you guys at Illinois State during this pandemic? How, how have you guys yeah, been able to adapt? Yeah. Well, so obviously, typically this time of year, and especially at our level, uh, you know, sometimes when you're at the FBS level, and depending on what level you're at, if you're a Power 5 school, you know, you've kind of already narrowed your list down, um, but our lists are, are really big still, um, just because we don't know where kids are going to fall and where kids are going to go. Um, so it's really important for us to get out see kids, eyeball them, um, you know, look at their frames, what are their heights, uh, potentially see them work out, potentially see them compete, uh, whether it's a, a track meet, playing baseball, wherever it might be. And obviously we can't do that this time of year. So that's been really difficult. Um, so it goes back to the old school ways of spending a lot of time talking to coaches on the telephone and kind of reaffirming the things that they told you back in January and February and March um, and just kind of following up and dotting our I's, crossing our T's. Now, with all the, with all the, with the new rule, with the phone calls, unlimited phone calls and stuff like that, that's been, that's been obviously different. So we're, we're trying like heck to reach out to as many kids as we can, as much, as often as we can to, to communicate with them about why we think Illinois State might be the best place for them, but also to build relationships and, and, and get more and more information on them. That makes sense. Yeah, that does. Okay, so you uh, played Illinois State is your alma mater. What brought you back? Like, what made you think, hey, you know what? I want to go coach at my my alma mater now. Well, obviously, there's there's always a bias to your alma mater, and and, and I, there's a bias for me here just because I, I do believe this is a great place. I had a fantastic. Uh, five years uh, going to school here. I redshirted. Uh, it didn't take me that long to graduate, but I did redshirt. Uh, so so instead of just four, but I was here for five years. I had a fantastic time, and then I started coaching. Yeah, that makes sense. Sorry, we, we, we lost you a little bit. No, I'm glad that you're able to come back, and, and you're now coaching the defensive coordinator and the you know inside linebackers. So how would you, um, I guess – what would you say your coaching philosophy is as a, as a defensive coordinator? Are you guys, you know, hyper aggressive? Do you guys, you know, bend, don't break? What, what is your, what is your philosophy uh, overall as the D coordinator? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, that's a fantastic question. I think our number philosophy is to make sure that our kids can actually see what we're asking them to do. And, and that sounds kind of generic, but, but really I think, I think no matter what, with the way that the football football's kind of gone, uh, I think without question, how many different things that we can do, but I still think it's about our kids being able to line up, play. So, I, Tyler, at the end of the day, I want our kids to be able to line up and play really, really fast and be really, really aggressive and let their ability show out. And how do we do that? It's all about execution. How do you execute? We try not to give them too much. We try to keep things simple for them so they can line up and play fast. And that's ultimately our, our philosophy is, is, is play fast and execute what we're asking them to do. Yeah, for sure. So uh, last year, you know, you guys go in, uh, I wouldn't say underdogs, but you guys are put in, you know, you had to go on the road to Southeast Missouri. Uh, what was it like? I mean, take my my audience there. What was it like going in and beating them, uh, you know, and then we, we can even go a step further, beating UCA. What was the, the playoffs like last year for you? Well, I, I think our conference does a very, very, very good job of preparing you. If you can make it to the playoffs, I think our conference prepares you for the playoffs. This is a very, very competitive league from top to bottom. I think I think some people had some polls out the other day. There's already five teams in the top 25. Um, you know, on any given week, that's going to be pretty consistent. 
uh, and not just, you know, guys in the 20, 21, 22, obviously with North Dakota State and, and the likes, they're always going to be high up there. So the conference itself week to week, I think, gives us a lot of confidence going into the playoffs because of who we've played and what we've had to cover um, and what we've had to defend. Um, so we're, we're pretty used to that. Uh, and our guys have been in the playoffs. You know, we've been in the playoffs four out of the last six years as a football program. So our kids are kind of used to that. And, and obviously being able to go on the road and play a big-time football game, we do that quite a bit in our conference. I think last year, I think ourselves alone against other Missouri Valley opponents, I think we had three top ten uh, matchups. So I don't know if our kids are necessarily intimidated, intimidated by that uh, just because of, of what we've been through throughout the course of the season. For sure, yeah. You guys were able to get you know a couple big wins, uh, you know, last year, you know, at, at Southeast yep. Missouri at UCA. So, what are you most excited for uh, going forward? And what did your what is your guys' goals as a coaching staff uh, going forward into the twenty twenty season? Well, the most ex- the thing I'm most excited about is having the opportunity to coach again. Uh, with all the COVID stuff, there's been a lot of questions and. Uh, you know, who knows what was going to happen, but obviously that looks like that's that's getting, you know, as we start moving closer and closer, we're going to play some football, and that's exciting. Um, our, our, I'm excited about the amount of guys that we have back. We, we have a potential, we have the potential to be a very, very good football team, and I'm not just talking about defense, just overall. We have several guys back on offense, several guys back on defense. We have some young guys in our program. Uh, Coach has done a fantastic job. Coach Back has as far as recruiting. We have great layers as far as depth goes. Um, so we could potentially handle some injuries just like we did this this past season. Um, and I think the run that we made this last year even gave our guys some more, more confidence and some more hunger moving forward. So we're excited about that. We obviously have a lot of work to do yet. We uh, a long way to go before we can maximize our potential, but that's our, that's our biggest goal, and I'm excited about that. we got a great group of kids. They're fun to coach. They're fun to be around. Um, what are our goals? Well, you know, our goal is every, every year to basically win this conference, and if you win this football conference, uh, the Missouri Valley, you have a great chance to win the national championship. So those ultimately are kind of our goals going into it. Um you know, we try to take it one day at a time and one game at a time approach. But at the big at the big start of our meetings, our first ball camp meeting, that's the thing coach is going to kind of press and talk about is winning this conference and then obviously winning our league or winning the national championship. That, those are some pretty pretty good goals, and I, I'm excited. Uh, I think I'll actually be able to be flying out to Normal, Illinois. You're playing my alma mater, Dixie State, the last game of the season, uh, our first year, uh, you know, Division One in the FCS. So I'm really excited for that. So I'm excited to to come out and see what uh, Illinois State is all about. All right. Yeah. Well, well, we no, think. I appreciate it. Yeah, th- no, thank you so much for your time, Coach. And uh, we're going to be cheering for you guys here at Get the Ball Rolling, and uh, we wish you guys the best of luck. Well, Tyler, I appreciate it, man. You be safe on your trip out here. When you come, when you get in here, come see us at the football office. We'll say hello. We won't give away any secrets to this. <laughs> you can't tell Dixie State what we're going to do that game. Uh, we, we we always always want to be be prepared. But uh, I appreciate the time. I really appreciate it. Uh, obviously, we're we're excited about moving forward. So for sure, have a good one. Stay safe, Coach. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Yep. Thanks. Bye. And that was Coach uh, Travis Niekamp from Illinois State University. Uh, again, we were 
so blessed to be able to have him come on the show today and uh, talk a little bit about Illinois State. We love it. Uh, we support the Redbirds. We're fans of the Redbirds uh, here at Get the Ball Rolling. And I cannot wait until, you know, this whole, uh, you know, summer passes and we're able to get into fall and back into football. Now, there were a lot of things that he said that I really liked. Now, I apologize. The audio was cutting in and out a little bit. Um, I did the best to, to edit it up. Uh, so you guys would be able to to hear everything that we had talked about. But no, you know, what a wonderful guy. Uh, and I can't wait to see where the Redbirds go. Now this year, I think the Redbirds are in a very unique situation. Uh, I was looking over the preseason uh, rankings and stuff. Uh, Hero Sports has them at 12th uh, in their preseason poll. Athlon Sports has them at 9th. And I would say that's that's a really fair ranking. I don't love preseason rankings because we don't really know what a lot of these teams are, but I really think these Redbirds can make a stir in the Missouri Valley Conference, and here's why. Defense wins championships. We hear that time and time again, and the Redbirds bring back a plethora of talent on the defensive side. Yes, they did lose James Robinson, and he was a big integral part of their offense last year, but they bring back a very experienced passing attack and a very, very experienced offensive line. In uh, a time of a pandemic, whatever you want to, you know, during COVID-19, I know you guys are probably tired of hearing that, but it's going to support uh, quarterbacks, experienced quarterbacks, and Coaches that have, have coached those quarterbacks and experienced coaches. Uh, I feel really bad for a lot of these uh, coaches coming into new situations uh, because they, you know, the pandemic hit. Some of them were hired two weeks later. The pandemic hit. They haven't able to. They haven't been able to see their team at all. They don't know exactly what they have. You can only watch tape so much. One thing I really like that that Coach Neekamp said about recruiting. I think recruiting is such a crucial part in. Uh, in college football, right? Because if you can put people into your system and you can get the talent around it, you're going to be good. And, you know, he said, you know, we try to go out, we try to watch track, we try to watch you know, wrestling, we try to watch them play other sports. And I think that is a really telltale sign of an athlete. Not only are you, you know, playing football and on the gridiron, uh, you know, slinging the pig skin in the fall, but you're also doing other things. You're also able to improve other ways. Track muscles are different than football muscles and if you're able to you know to build those up trust me they become better and so that was really an interesting point I'm excited to see uh you know about this this Redbirds defense I like what he said you know we want our kids to play tough uh we want them to play fast I think fast is a very key element especially you know in the Missouri Valley Conference so that there were a lot of good things that came out of this interview again thank you coach for coming on and I cannot wait uh for you know this next season September can't come soon enough for for the FCS all right so we're going to break down their schedule now uh and we'll yeah, so we'll bring it down, and then I think we'll do you know our preseason predictions probably really close to the first of the year uh, if we do them at all. I'm not a huge fan of preseason predictions. Like I said earlier, it's really hard to determine where, where these guys are at. I like to give it one or two weeks uh, and then you know release something where I think they're going to fall throughout the year. Injuries and stuff like that happen, so it's really hard for me to be like, you know, they're, this team's number one, this team's number two. It's really hard for me to do that, but I really think this Redbirds team is going to be challenging uh, for the Missouri Valley Conference title. All right, so on September 4th, uh, they play at Illinois, the Fighting Illini. 
September 12th, they play Eastern Illinois, uh, which, you know, Eastern Illinois, they finish at the bottom of the the Ohio Valley Conference, so it looks like that, they, that uh, a very winnable game there. Uh, then they go on, the, uh, or then they play home uh, against South Dakota on September 26th. They play at North Dakota State on October 3rd. Uh, I think this, like, sequence of, of games really early in the season definitely favors the Redbirds. Home against South Dakota, so I think that, you know, a touch-up game there in order to go in and play at, at North Dakota State, home against Southern Illinois, which a lot of people are high on in the preseason, at Northern Iowa. So I think that, you know, at, at first you're going to have like three weeks of really, I mean, the Missouri Valley Co- Conference is absolutely uh, a tough conference, and, and we, he talked a little bit about that in the interview, you know, them being prepared to be able to go and play Southeast Missouri, and to go play, you know, Central Arkansas on the road and win is because of is because of the Missouri Valley. So these three weeks are going to be a really big test of who Illinois State is. Um, and then after they play home against Western Illinois on October twenty fourth, uh, they play at Indiana State on Halloween, October thirty first. They play home against North Dakota at Missouri State, and then home against Dixie State, my alma mater. So excited. Uh, Hopefully I can get out to normal Illinois uh, and be able to watch that game. I would love to. Uh, I mean, like you said, you're always kind of biased to your alma mater. Uh, My alma mater's just, we're just barely becoming D1, so uh, really kind of a special year for us. But I'm excited to watch them. Uh, And I've been telling people on campus, look, this Illinois State team, they were, you know, they went deep in the playoffs last year. They were in the quarterfinals. Like, you guys got to understand who we're playing here. Kind of fun. Anyway, but I really think there's a few games that I have highlighted. I think the game uh, home against North Dakota is a big one. Both of these teams went to the playoffs last year. Yes, the North Dakota lost in the first round at Nickel State, but... Both of these teams are talented. With North Dakota not being an FCS independent, that means that you know that they could get another yet another team, very talented team coming into the Missouri Valley for football. Uh, I mean, we talked a little bit with Coach Freund last year about it. We'll pull them back on. So, but I really think that this uh, that this schedule favors them. I think it's hard at the first uh, if they can you know go through that storm and they can pick up two, uh, even three wins. I mean, I'm not going to put it past them. Two or three wins, uh, four wins, five wins through the first, you know, five weeks. I mean, if they could, if they can be Illinois, that would be great. But you know, if they if they really start knocking off a couple of these teams, this team's going to be in contention, and we're going to be seeing them in the first round by. Uh, I really like this again. I really like the defense. I really like the offensive line. I think they have a very experienced uh, passing attack. Uh, I think they bring back enough of the veterans and enough talent uh on both sides of the ball that they're going to make uh, a deep run once again uh i'm really high on the redbirds and i can't wait to tell fall starts all right so this has been another edition of get the ball rolling we're so grateful for all of your guys's love and support that you have sent us and uh you know pulling pulling coaches as, as best we can uh again thanks coach uh travis and Ecamp for coming on the show taking time out of his busy schedule uh and then trading you guys the fans to to an awesome interview I can't wait. Again, I, I've said it a thousand times. Uh, we're in June, and I don't know what it is about June and July. I just kind of get giddy because I know that August is is right around the corner, and that means football season, and that means um, 
you know, I don't know what it's going to look like this year. I don't think anyone knows what football is going to look like in, in two months from now, but I can't wait. Uh, hopefully we're back in the stands. We're able to watch some football and uh, really enjoy everything once again. All right, well, stay tuned. We're going to be pulling more coaches uh, on the podcast and talking just FCS, trying to get some more FBS teams on it. So continue to follow us. Make sure to follow us at GetRolling19 on Twitter. And uh, tell your family, tell your friends. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful week, and let's keep this ball rolling.